0: The Polar Talks 2015 are brought to you in association with SAS Scandinavian Airlines. For all of you believing and thinking that music is something that you really have inside you and you really don't need much more than your own inspiration, you're wrong, of course. You need a lot of gadgets. You need technical innovation. And today, you will hear a lot more about this. I will now welcome a true pioneer of electronic music to stage. Please welcome Frederic Rousseau. Welcome, Freddie. Hi. So, Fredrik, before I uh, let you do the presentation, you, of course, you have an extensive career as a composer, uh, both by yourself and also in collaborations with Jean-Michel Jarre, Vangelis, and your work in electronic music has been truly groundbreaking. And today you work at IRCAM. Uh, Maybe not everyone here knows about it. It's, of course, founded by Polar Prize laureate Pierre Boulez, Mm-hmm. But tell us a bit about IRCAM. Um, IRCAM, it's, it's quite a unique place.
1: That's um, It's an in industry, it's I mean, it's a research um, company with 160 people working there. You have 100 researchers, engineers and developers working only on audio and music. Um, it's created something like 35 years ago now, um, created by Pierre Boulet, as you said, and we try to promote and to invent and to create some new tools, new technology um, completely digital. I mean, I never saw any analog instruments at the ERCAM. It's always digital from the scratch. Um, And I'm going to show you some different, um, let's say, innovations that we have. And on top of this, now we try to open the gate at the ERCAM and to leave the technology and all the innovation that we're creating, we try to now to put them in the market. Like this, all the industry linked to audio, like video games, cinema, TV, uh, music, for example. And everybody can now use and test and,
0: and work with
1: uh, all the research that we are doing since 30 years.
0: Well, I, I was there a few months ago, <laughs> and I would like to live there. <laughs> but that's probably me being a bit crazy. So, uh, just a few minutes. You're an uh, industrial relations manager. What does that mean? So, what's your role at your company?
1: Uh, my role is to introduce innovation and all the research at the ERCAM to the industry. Um, by the fact that I works um, on the cinema business and I works on music business during thirty years, then I have a, a kind of rich um, address books and I can I- imagine immediately what technology could go to which industry and how we can make the link and to promote innovation to the industry right. and that's, um, I just want to say one thing then, to protect the musicians, um, everybody now in the industry knows what a smartphone is. But everybody has to understand that the smart—the smart—is the musicians. Then, without us, or without the creators, and without the composer, you don't have a smartphone. You just have a phone. That's why we have to protect the creators. I think
0: that's worth a round of applause. Actually, I really want to see this, so I'll go downstairs to really <laughs> see your presentation. Go uh, ahead,
1: Frederick. Uh, you leave me alone, huh? <laughs> All right, Science in music. Then I'm going to show you different um, things by film, and after that, at the end of the presentation, I'm going to make you some demo in live, just to let you know that uh, EarCam is not making a kind of offline technology, but you can use them in real time. Um, the first thing that I want to say then we try to promote the art of innovation. All musicians, all the creators, composers need innovation. We need innovation in technology. We need innovation in instruments. Synthesizer is certainly the last instrument that we created. And we create a new uh, area of how to use, how to create music, how to create sounds. And we try to promote this phrase, the art of innovations, and how we can make arts with innovation. Unfortunately at the AirCAM we have an institute of research and you have engineer researchers and we always making prototype. And the main question since five or six years now is how we can move from the prototype to a product, then how we can transform a research to an industry product. Then we work in four different domains. The first domain is we work on the interface between the machine and the human. Then, as you see, I have to use the computers, and it's quite limited in terms of size. My size is this one; the computer is this one. Uh, then we work a lot on the interface between the machine and uh, the human. The second thing that we are developing at the IRCAM is this connection between art and science. It means. When a researcher is creating a new technology, he needs to have a composer to react to his invention, to his creation. That's IRCAM is really unique worldwide by this attitude. means um, we have an innovation, we, s- we send the innovation to the artist, the artist is working with it, and he's coming back to the researcher to say, okay, he's working in this case, and he's not working in this case. That is a real connection between um, science and art, and we really work a lot on that. The third point is education. Um, Most of the children at the moment don't know what an MP3 means, and they don't see what they are losing. They are still using music and listening music to YouTube, but finally, they don't understand what is the main difference between a point wave and an MP3 file. Then we need to push the education to give to uh, the young children a kind of uh, musical education and a sound education. They have to understand what a good sound is and what a bad sound is. And the last point is archive. Um, I'm going to show you um, a, a short film about um, how we can recreate a voice from a guy from 1930 or the 1940, and how we can recreate the voices today. And this is a photo of the demo. Then the first thing that I'm going to show you it's urban music, that's the first technology that I'm going to show you today. Now, um, we try to promote um, the fact that every instrument, this table, the speakers, or even any of these uh, pieces of metal that you have here, or can be an instrument. You can transform, even in your kitchen now, your kitchen can be musical. And that's a new, um, interesting area. This product is going to be on the market uh, next month. Now, um, I'm going to show you uh, always linked to the GIS wall, to this interface between the human and the machine, then so now imagine that you have a recording, let's say you have a Stravinsky or any recordings, you put, that in the, you put that in the computer, you are going to have a small object, and by your hands, you are going to make the metric exactly as a conductor, and what could happen. That's really interesting one time for education, to put the children in front, the rhythm, to put the children in front of how to mark the measures and the time. That's another kind of application. Everybody now has a smartphone. Then we try to invert the process of a show. Then could we imagine now you are uh, 400 people in these rooms, and certainly we have something like 300 different smartphones everywhere. Then the idea is now to the artist able to send sounds to uh, different smartphones and all the public can play with it. That's the first example, when you have a monk, and the monk is going to the telephone, and link to your movement is going to make sounds. Okay, that's the first example. The second example is that now we can imagine to have you know, different people in the room.
0: <laughs>
1: or you can imagine to have birds create a jungle. And finally, what an interesting idea. I mean, before the beginning of a show, you can imagine to have the crowd able to make music on their side. And step by step, you know, this kind of atmosphere is going to be in the room and the, start, and the show can start with this kind of um, ambiance. And that's another idea. We are making a test in Paris next week with 4,000 people, which means 4,000 smartphones making sounds. And we are going to make a show in the Car- La Cour Carre du Louvre in Paris. Another thing that now we can divide music in parts, and I'm going quickly just to be sure that look at that.
0: All over the place We do, we will rock you Sing it We do, we will rock you Buddy, you're a boy, make a blue We do, we will rock you. rock you Sing it Rock you, rock you.
1: <laughs> That's another kind of game <laughs> Now, the thing that I like in this, um, I mean, this is that you have to play in rhythm anyway. You have to learn the rhythm. You, know, you can see in the demo that sometimes it's not perfect in the rhythm, Then the machine can correct it, but you have to play in rhythm. That's the first thing that people and children can learn. Um, now, another kind of um, technology that we developed, uh, especially done for the post-production video, um, video games industry, even for post-producer, the idea is you can create a sound with your mouth, okay, but we are not, you are not maybe able to create the same sound that you imagine with a synth or with an instrument. And the idea is you sing and the machine finds in a la- sound library what you have. <laughs> That's another kind of thing that could help, you know, sound designers that they are not, you know, sound designer um, synthesizers designers, since they can have a sound library and they can choose sound directly by driving them by the mouse. Now another technology was that we call antescofo. So that's another uh, part of innovation linked to education. You know, every children are in a conservatory and they are playing flute, or they are playing clarinet, or they are playing vibraphone, and they are alone in their room to learn it. Okay? Then now, what we did, we create Antesco 4, Then you can have a playback, you can have an orchestra playing, but the machine is going to learn how you play and is going to drive the playback automatically to your rhythm. That means. That's the first time that the machine is learning to the player and not oblige the player to follow the machine. So look at that. The playback is recorded. It's really interesting because you can play now, you can imagine, you know, student playing flute and having an orchestra on headphones, and he's going to play the flute part of this symphony or this concerto, and he's going to be followed by the computer. Then we start to slave the machine. And because since years for the moment, the man is slave to the machine. But now we slave the machine to us. And that's this technology that's on Tesco 4. Um, Another aspect of uh, the EarCam works, sound design. Um, we works with Renault to create the sound of the electric cars, as you know, electric cars are quite you know silent, and we have to imagine a sound for the dogs for the blind people. Then, you know because all the dogs are learning some you know normal cars and they can easily you know drive the guy and saying okay then you know don't cross the street yet. But with the electric cars we have these problems, and we create a sound for Renault that you can find now in all the electric cars from Renault, and I'm going to show you uh, what it looks like. And the thing that I want to say is this sound was not created by a sound designer, but it was created by a composer. Then we asked a composer to imagine the music of an electric car. Now, next time when you buy your Renault, that's what you are going to hear inside. <laughs> um, okay, now we arrive to the archive. The thing: this movie that we are going to see was mute, was a full silence on it. They record that in 1946, I think, uh, for the process of the Maréchal Pétain in Paris. And then the thing was: we know exactly what he said, but we don't have any trace of it. Then the cam invents a technology that we call uh, identity converter. That means you can take any recording, the original recording from this guy. The machine is going to analyze it, and after that, we're taking an actor. The actor is going to say the text, and the machine is going to replace the actor's voice by the patent's voice. Then listen to that. Je ne répondrai à aucune question. Mes défenseurs ont reçu de moi mission de répondre. A what this voice doesn't exist originally. But by the fact that we are using original recordings, you can recreate the voice in 1945. And um, now we are going to work on the Gary Grant voice. Uh, we work on the Charles de Gaulle, we works on the different um, voice license, and now we can. Imagine that we can recreate any voices from a dead man. Then we can recreate a fake interview, a kind of futuristic interview by Gary Grant and, and, and a, a journalist today. And we can recreate the voices and making the answers. Then some people said that it's quite dangerous, you know, that, so you can, you can you know, create a voice or you can create a text that the guy never said anyway. And I'm going to finish by music descriptors. Um, it's a big part, you have five people working on this uh, at the IRCAM. Um, the idea is, when you are putting music in it, when you are putting music in, um, let's say, the streaming industry, then you know exactly what the global uh, data are, like you know, the composers, uh, you know, the artists, the name of the album, etc. But you don't have any information about the content of it. And then these technologies, the descriptors, are what you can see on the right. Then the machine is able to define the genre, is able to define the humor of the songs, is is able to define the instrumentation that you have in it, is able to find if it's a live recording or um, a studio recording. And then by this, when you play a song, you can directly know exactly what's going on. And the machine can create automatic playlists linked to the content. As you see, the machine is creating a playlist linked to they this description that
0: we found.
1: That's the same you kind.
0: Know?
1: That's a kind of intelligent playlist, as we can say, and this is going to be on the market next year. And the last thing that I want to talk, it's uh, quant music. That's in a new um, search engine coming from France. It gets the advantage linked to, if we compare to Google, Google is tracing you. Google is taking all the information that you are tapping on your computer. Quant, nothing. Full privacy. That means it doesn't care about what you are searching, what you are doing. And we are working with them now to insert the descriptors inside Um, the search engine to be more intelligent and, like this, you can find the musician or the music that you can um, try to search. And the idea is to have, let's say that if you are tapping Beethoven, he's not going to find the dogs from the film, he's going to find the composer. And that's another um, intelligent and interesting question for the search engine. Um, And just to finish, we always try to make a link between art and science. And that was the case of all this demo. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you, Frederick. And thank you also for letting me know that I actually don't need a new car. I just need new sound to it. Yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. But what's next? Is you know, we've always lived in times. Where we kind of feel that this is the moment where we've achieved the most, we've uh, invented the most.
1: Um, let's say that the future for the research at the moment is linked to the voice. Let's say that the 20th century was linked to the pictures. We create Photoshop, and you can modify, you know, pictures and everything. And the 21st century is going to be linked to the voice. That we are really uh, focusing on this interest. And the other thing that we are really focusing is. Um, um, the quality of the treatment, the quality of the innovation, and putting all this technology, all the things that you saw today, uh, in the industry to, you know, to try to push um, all the composers, musicians, and sound designer to use some, some research from your camera.
0: Extremely interesting. I have one more question though, and just between us. Yeah. Uh, well, and the televised uh, session here, but is it true that you sent? Christmas message to, to <laughs> yeah, your employees? Yeah, with the
1: political yeah, that's cool. the idea was by the fact that it's as I said, when you heard the patent stuff you know, the, by the fact that you can recreate any voices um, f- coming from the past, that means that you can take any voices from a Sweden political guy and you can recreate a voice and you can, you know, send a wish uh, New Year's wish messages and, and what was it? <laughs> yeah, it was Sarkozy's, and we used the Sarkozy voices <laughs> to create a kind of fake message. But It was really interesting. And, and what is really the last point? that I showed this technology to Oliver Stone in Los Angeles something like six months ago. He was finishing a documentary about the Second War. And <clears throat> this director imagined immediately to have the voiceover in England made by Churchill and to have the voiceover in French made by De Gaulle. Um, then he immediately understood what he can do with this technology. And when I arrived in Europe, most of the people are reacting that they are, they are scared about this, you know, because now we are not sure if the message or if the, the sound that you are going to hear is fake or not.
0: But it's extremely interesting. Thank you so much for showing us some of this really high end technology. Thank you, Frederick. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Polar Talks 2015, which are brought to you in association with SAS
1: Scandinavian Airlines.